Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. I'm Monica Packer from About Progress, and this is How Do You, a monthly series where we hear from real women sharing how they are working on their progress with their identity, habits, and fulfillment. I feel so lucky to have the neighbors I have, and one of them has this incredible gift of being an amazing gardener, and that goes for indoor plants too. And she recently had to rent her home out for a bit because of this greenhouse business she bought and needing to live on the property. And I became the lucky recipient of about six of her indoor house plants as she lived away from home. And when I was so honored to have these, it felt like getting a, like a special charge and gift in the same time too. It made my home so much more beautiful in surprising ways because I've never really been a houseplant person. And I was like, whoa, this has made a big difference to just how our home feels and how it looks too. But three, I was also terrified about keeping these little plant babies alive for her. And in the last six months of them being under my care, I've been in that roller coaster of of fear and also like triumph and joy and surprise. You know, different plants have sprung new leaves or blossoms. Others have started to die, but I've been able to bring them back to life. And I've totally caught onto this vision of how enjoyable it can be to have live plants in your home. If you've been curious about getting into this as well, I have the best guest today for you. It's Carly Adams. She was on the podcast last spring to talk about organizing because she's a professional organizer at Tidy Revival, and she also has a podcast of the same name. But she's not here to talk about organizing, but more about her love of indoor plants and how she became a plant lady. 
She also shares some great basics for those of you who are curious about getting into this as well. It was so fun to chat with her, to learn from her, to catch that kind of excitement and fever. And I hope it gives you a little bit more of a direction to head and also some inspiration to go and get your own indoor plant today. Carly, welcome back to About Progress. Thank you so much for having me, Monica. It's always great to be here. When I set out a plea for some how do you submissions, I was like an immediate yes to the one that you were like, hey, I kind of like, well, maybe this, I don't know if you will like, it was like, yes, yes, <laughs> I want to know about houseplants. This is like a part of life that I would like to get into. And I know so many have got to be like me. So let's back up. Let's start with a little introduction. Sure. Take it away. Yeah. So my name is Carly Adams. I'm a home organizer and I'm based in Sacramento, California. I'm also a podcaster, a community creator, and yeah, I just help folks who are overwhelmed with too much stuff. So what we're talking about today has nothing to do with home organization and just things that I like to do on the site. And that's what the How Do You series is all about. Hobbies, passions, other pursuits. Yeah. How did you get into being a plant lady, I guess we can call it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is that, is that an okay? Like, oh, a hundred percent. I have a, I have a pillow that a friend gave me that says a uh, plant parent because I don't have that human children, um, just a, a dog and a bunch of plants. Well, that's a, quite a lot, especially for someone who continues to kill even succulents. So let's, let's start with the setting a little bit. Tell us the background behind how you even became a plant parent, what got you interested in it, and then even sure. good at it, I would say, because you're surrounded with some beautiful plants right now. Thank, thank you. Um, so it let's go like way, way back. But the short version is that my dad's degree is in botany. So oh. we always grew up with plants. And if you were ever like, oh, this plant is interesting. He's like, oh, this is the blah, 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 blah. And like the genus species type of thing that, of course, I did not retain at all. Um <laughs> But he is really into plants. He's also, this is a side note, but he's also really into photography. Yeah. And a really cute story about my dad is that um, the years where there's like a super bloom, like we had a super bloom in California this year, he'll do a little a little road trip by himself to go find the flowers and then take beautiful pictures of them. And it's it's really cute. I love your dad. I too. <laughs> So, um, so I always grew up with plants around and then over the years I'd had a couple, but I will say going into 2020, I probably had like five maybe. And then in the fall of 2020, I mean, we all know what kind of year that was. I don't need to recap that. <laughs> sure. Um, but in the fall of 2020, our dog passed away and it was really crummy, crummy year of all years. I know the blessing in disguise was that being home ended up being great timing because he needed extra care at the end. And so we didn't have to really rearrange our schedule because we were just here now. So that was a silver lining being able to spend that extra time with him. Um, But because he was basically like my world. And so in, in the thick of grief, I was like, I need to pour this energy into something else. So I started getting plants and then I would start getting more plants and more plants and more plants. And I feel like I was just like, you're my babies now. <laughs> yeah. And then it just kind of got a little out of control. Not not too out of control, but right now I probably have closer to like 
I don't know, 30, maybe 40. And I, is know, it, I stopped counting. Is it like all over your house you have plants or is it like more of a primary? Well, I guess the sun matters. So there's probably primary locations where they're located. Yeah. And we don't have a ton of sun in every room of the house. So I will say it's like our coffee table gets one. And then on top of the TV mantle that has one side table has one. Um, there is a whole, we have this dining room near our back patio, which gets not the best sun, but for low light plants, it's a really nice space. We've basically made that mantle area, just like plant central. So there's some big ends over there. And then a ton on my kitchen table. And I also have a couple, let's see, in my bedroom bathroom. I had two in my bedroom, but they're kind of dying. I have to like redo that situation. And then I have two propagation stations, which are my favorite thing because it's just a place where there's like a lot of light and one is in my bathroom. I knew I wanted like shelves or something cute. So I put up some shelves and then I use spice jars. Like I just have these spice jars from Amazon, which I've gotten for clients over time. And then my husband's cousin gave me another propagation station that he got from Amazon um, for my birthday, which I was just like, it was beyond because he brought it filled with all these different plants also like being propagated. And it's essentially three levels of like wood bar with rope on the side, holding it into like a very thin, you know, hanging situation. And then it has little test tube slots in it. So in the test tubes, that's where you do the propagating. And that is in our window in the kitchen. So that's really nice as well. Well, okay. I'm I'm like trying to tap down on my many questions. I'm going to start (laughs) with like a simple one. And it's why, why plants, you know, after, you know, such, such a big grief. And obviously it's not like you're trying to just get over it, but like, why, why divert the energy into plants? Um, well, it felt like an easy thing to do because there was no way I was ready for a dog. I mean, we do have a dog now, Mm -hmm. but we got him, I think it was like 18 months after our dog had passed. That's when we started feeling ready for it. So I wasn't ready for it, but I felt like I really wanted, I'm like, this sounds silly, but it just is how I felt. Um, I felt like I had like nurturing energy to give, Mm. And then we were still really locked down during that time. Yeah. I had this energy that I needed to pour into something. And that's, I guess like, that's the thing that I chose. I don't know why. It it wasn't probably like a cognizant choice. It just like started happening and then you kept adding to it. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) It kind of fell into it. (laughs) Then, yeah, I always joke. I'm like, I'm like, it's not out of control, but like, it's not, not out of control. (laughs) It sounds like you're taking good care of them though. And that's probably when, you know, the threshold is being met in a good way. And with that, I'm curious about how did propagation come into this? Is this just like, as you started to get more plants, you're keeping them alive pretty well. You're getting like better at knowing what kind of plant needs, what kind of resources you're like, let's take this to the next level. Let's, let's try something else. Yeah. Did you fall into it? I just thought it was um, fun. I mean, you follow enough Instagram accounts about plants. Someone's going to be talking about propagation. And I had a friend who I, or I have a friend who's really good at propagating succulents. And I will tell you succulents are not my forte. Like I will, I will kill them so many times. I've shriveled up so many succulents. So I've kind of given up on them, but 
I will say that um, Pothos and Monstera's, um, there's one that's called Swiss cheese, but it's in the philodend- philodendron family, I believe. I propagate a lot of Pothos and other kind of philodendron-y type things. And the secret to that is every so often, and these are going to be the ones that are like long and viney. Actually, do you want me to grab one and then I can show you what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. It'll be two shakes. I know that that doesn't really come across on a podcast, but one second, we'll, we'll cut out the dead time. Oh yeah. That's a beautiful one. Thank you. This one lives in my bathroom. Did so, you propagate that one or is that the one like the host plant? I think this was a mama because I don't think my propagations have really like gotten that big. I'm not a master yet. So some of them haven't necessarily gotten as big as like, I hope that they get one day. But if I propagate like four little base ones, when the roots get big enough, then I'll just put them together like three or four. So on the parts that are hanging down, there's like little nodules every so often. And when you go to propagate it, you just have to kind of cut like three inches above that, two to three inches. So it gives a little bit more of a base. And then I'll make sure that the nodule that you're hoping to grow is submerged in water. You always want to keep it submerged. And then you just keep an eye on it. So as water evaporates, you make sure to fill a little bit more. So the nodules submerge, but not the leaves. Um, sometimes if the leaves are submerged also, then they can just get like gross and slimy. Yeah. Um, but some plants can have them grow underwater too. Like you could have most of it growing underwater. Um, but yeah, I try to just keep the roots out and then it'll just start growing and that's it. That's so cool. Then just leave it for like six weeks, two months. And then you put it in soil Mm -hmm. and then you grow it some more. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you'll have a whole greenhouse. Yeah. Kind of and you can give them to a friend and you can say, look what I grew. I did this from a little baby. And that's so cool. Isn't that amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Okay. Well, fun. I'm thinking for the, for the women who are listening, who are like, who are like me, they're kind of more at the starting line and eventually propagation would be really cool. But let's mm-hmm. start with just like the whole house plan idea, like just having a few. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get to the main meat of this, the question that we pose in this episode, which is yeah. how do you get into house plants? Okay. You're going to go to a, a plant store, or you could even go to a Home Depot, a Lowe's, a place with a nursery. Um, Trader Joe's has plants. They don't often have pothos. These are my favorite. They're really easy. And the great thing about them is they they tell you when they need water. If you see them start to wilt and get sad, like this one was two days ago, then you just water it and then it perks right up. You can see it all perky right yeah, now. It is it's perky. very happy, but it wasn't two days ago. And I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry. And I water it. Um, another easy trick that I like to do, I have these little bulbs and... I have ton. I have a bunch of them. I get them in packs on Amazon and you just fill up the bulb with water and then you just loop, put it in the plant. And as the plant needs it, it just sucks in the water. And then when it's empty, you could refill it. And I feel like with pothos, it's kind of tough to overwater them. That being said, if you notice a yellow leaf 
on a pothos, just take it off. Don't worry about it. If you notice that they keep getting a bunch of yellow leaves, you just want to repot it with fresh soil because that means that the roots might be starting to uh, rot a little bit. Because of too much water? Yeah, too much water. So do you think people mostly overwater instead of underwater? That's what, that's a general impression from the internet that I get is that it's a lot easier to overwater versus under. Um, yeah, but I think that even if you give, if you give this plant, like this little, how much would this be? Maybe like a third of a cup of water every week, it'll be just fine and just stay really, it'll be fine and just will continue to grow at a slower rate. If you want to um, give it some food every once in a while, just head to your local garden center and ask them about house plant food and they will point you in the right direction. I don't necessarily feed them very often, um, but maybe if I fed them more, they'd grow more. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still kind of, I feel like I'm also in like the baby stages of like, yeah, well, we're just kind of uh, having fun. Well, I love that it can be that simple. Just go get a plant and experiment with it. And it's okay if you are just figuring out as you go and you have to Google, why is this leaf yellow? Or you can do that reverse Google image search, like, and just take a picture of the problem and it might help you know how to fix it. Learn on the job and follow lots of Instagram plant parents. Yep. Yep. I think to your point, you know, just get yourself a plant and water it. And go from there and don't worry about not having a PhD in botany. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay that I, I feel okay that I don't really learn that much. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like an expert in plants. I feel like I'm having fun with it. And that's the thing that matters the most is that I just enjoy it. Okay. So if you were to go back in time, what is one thing you would do differently? If you were to go back to winter, 2020, 2021. I think I probably would have not beaten myself up over the plants that I do have a tough time growing. For instance, spider plants. And, and you know, like I mentioned before, succulents. People have named those two some of the easiest plants to grow. And I just keep on killing them. Mm. So I am just leaning into the plants that I do well with. I'm not worrying about the plants that I don't as much. And I wish that I had spent less time beating myself up over it and instead just having fun with it because there's so many areas in our life where we do need to research and where we might have the urge to do things perfectly. And I think if we can have an area where we're like, you know what, this is just fun and that's it. Yeah. That can be really great too. Love it. That, that is totally a life analogy right there. The whole thing you just said, that's so good. Um, what has been the biggest benefit that you've found in being a plant mom? My air is so clean. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, they say, they say it's good for your air. They just make me happy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just kind of revitalizing and, and when they perk up, you know, if I see it being droopy and then I just take 10 seconds and add some water. And then two days later, it's all revitalized and happy. It just brings me like these little joyful moments. I love that. And something that I think came from 2020 is being able to notice these little things. So like 
seeing a new leaf that's starting to unfurl or they have a really cute way of like, just like kind of poking out from the plant one day. It's like doing, or you might see it like almost coming out and you're like, Oh, new leaf. And it's just, it's just these little joyful moments. I love it. And again, it goes back to like, you don't have to be an expert or have a PhD in botany. You don't have to have an Instagram page for it. It can just be about those, those fun and present moments, just Mm -hmm. those little sparks of joy yeah they bring you mm-hmm. yeah beautiful i love it one day i would love to visit and see all of them in person oh my gosh i That'd be will fun. be beyond thrilled to meet you in person you know next time i'm in the salt lake region i'm gonna stalk you so okay you need to and then you can like well, individually see all mine and tell me what i'm doing wrong but but this has been delightful. It's always fun to talk to you, Carly. Thank you very much for being willing to be part of the series. That was so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to my plant rants. I appreciate (laughs) it. That's your next podcast. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which, let's also Mm -hmm. tell people like, if you do want to get into organization, definitely follow Carly on Instagram at tidy revival and then tell them about your show. Yeah. And yep. The show has the same name, the tidy revival podcast. We're kind of streamlining it. And instead of focusing more on like the how-to, we're talking about the emotion behind decluttering and organization. So we have episodes about ADHD and home organization, talking with specialists. Um, We talk with therapists. We talk about people who have gone through grief and had Mm. to do home organization and decluttering as a result of losing a loved one. So we're really digging into um, the ish like emotionally behind decluttering and home organization, because it really is, it's so much more than pretty bins and, and it's about um, working through things. So I think it's so brilliant. Thank you. It's, it's really, it's been a really lovely time and I am excited for, you know, the future guests, what we have planned in the future. It's brilliant. And, and just so everyone knows too, Carly, um, we had a, a spring cleaning episode that we will link in the show notes as well. Um, that was just a fantastic episode. I love your approach. We're really similar, um, in our mission and why we're yes. here and about progress, not perfection. So, mm-hmm. um, they are, they need to go to you for anything organization. So, yeah, I feel like our, our work is very hand in hand and I appreciate sure. you always Monica. Thank you. Well, this is fun. Thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.